to the blue guys this is mike here say hello brian check us out on twitter at bk glue guys netsdaily.com almighty baller radio netspod at gmail itunes the glue guys the nets are back <laughs> the nets are back <laughs> brian mike brian we big, did it big w brother we did it big w where's the parade brian the nets it's all night long. Oh my all day god, Brian! Or back. Um, I haven't slept a minute. Yeah, I tied one on after that. I was just, I just stayed up and. Did you actually tie one on? Um, nah, not really. But like, I had <laughs> what a, did you have? a f- couple glasses of Pinot. You know, no. Good so here's you. what that you're your... gonna like. This. This okay. is gonna tie. I made some. Um, uh, I made a, stew, a Guinness stew last night. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, let me in on that broth. Yeah, it's it was rich, and then there was <laughs> a lot of Guinness left over. So, you know. What's, a, so what's was, a Guinness stew? Before we get to the Nets. You know me, Irish stew? You ever messed around with this? I don't mess around with... I don't, I'm don't. i not a soup. No, I love not, soup, but I'm afraid to touch it. It's it's like a magical process to make soup. Yeah, this one and especially takes like a good three hours to, to really render the, the goodness. Tell um, me about it. <laughs> are you it sure like you a, want to get into that? Or you just just a quick Irish... Is it Irish barley? Is it a barley? Beef. So here's what you're going to do. Beef, bacon ends. Okay. Okay. Render those down. Uh, get them crispy. Love then to render. Then you're going to go... Uh, like garlic, onions, beef broth, Worcestershire, red wine, wow. Guinness. Let that cook down for a really long time. Throw some potatoes, parsnips, carrots in the pot, and then you got an Irish dude. Throw the carrots back Levert. in. Carrots, That reminds nice. me. Oh, sh- God, missed it. The Nets are back. <laughs> the Nets, Brian. You know what was really um, telling about that is that that was a that was the trades drop. Trades. <laughs> Brian. Yep. We, you and I, we did it. We did it together, dude. I feel like we motivated the team to that win. Um, um, people were coming at me and saying I should have Apollo tweeted about the Jared Allen stuff. No. I don't know if you saw I was saying you were, you were incredibly is, sincere about is that. I could totally tell. afraid of, of Jared Allen, and he is. I could tell you're He's being absolutely very sincere. Brian. Mike, get down on the level. What's up, man? This is real power. Uh, so that was a, an incredible win, a crusty win, the most crusty, gutsy win I've ever seen ever. Oh, so in, crusty in basketball. If you have a Carol Booker win, it's yeah. going to be crusty. It's going to be crusty. That was a crusty <laughs> win. Yeah, I mean, and it Dinwiddie win. Come on, that was the that was the one thing keeping it from from really just. <laughs> Can I say what I loved about Dinwiddie what? is that he had like the "I've been here before" expression. Yeah. Even post game when he was asked about that shot, the big three that he hit from you know five feet beyond the three point line, he says, "You know, I hit that in." Well, he said one. He said I was channeling my inner D'Lo, which mm-hmm. is nice that he referenced mm-hmm. the uh, you know the guy he essentially is replacing because yeah. this is Spencer Dinwiddie's team right now. Mm. And he said, uh, "I did in Nets pre or you know Knicks Nets preseason game, which is obviously." A little bit of a different level than against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the regular season, Brian. In the last like two minutes of the game, when you need it most, you know. Oh my God! Um, the uh, in the F in the post game um, presser, 
Kenny Atkinson was like, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is the organizer of this team, is what he said. Ooh. The organizer, which I thought was an interesting. That's a good nickname. Yeah, the, organizer. the organizer. It seems um, yeah. organizer. He's diligent, you know? Um, diligent worker. Let's just run through some of the positives from the game. I have I a mean, couple of notes. Uh, here, here's one thing that I think it just this is a season long thing, but it was highlighted in this uh, fifth game against the Cavs here. Uh, Damari Carroll has so much more in his bag of tricks offensively than I realized. He he can do things. He had he had a pull up three in transition, staring down LeBron James. Well, and I wanted to have a Damari Carroll conversation um, because I think it's it's super important. One because we 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 have been on this. I think you and I have been on this more than almost anyone of how sneaky potentially game changing that trade is. Not only is Damari good for them this year. I mean, he was one of the best players on the floor across both teams. Let me just give you some quick stats. Okay, so we fell in love. The NBA community fell in love with Damari that last year in Atlanta before he got the big contract with Toronto. His stats were that season, 12.6 points per game, five rebounds, nearly two assists, and nearly 40% from three. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then he goes to Toronto. Injuries, he's in a bad system. He talks about it specifically being in a system that he doesn't feel comfortable in, all that stuff. He comes here, 16 points per game. That's Four points more, three points more than the, the good season in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. An additional rebound per game. Same amount of assists. A percentage higher in three-point percentage while shooting a shot more from three. This is this, is this season this you're talking this about? This is this season. And he's playing... Small, small sample size theater, of course. And but. he's playing four less minutes a game than he did in Atlanta that mm. season when everyone fell in love with him. All I'm saying is, if we get the same... Damari Carroll that the Atlanta got their last season that justified the contract that he got because that contract does make sense if he does this all season yep. that is like that may be one one of the greatest trades of the past five years honestly yep. I'm not even I'm, ever since the Garnett Pierce trade if you just play that out don't count that one keep going forward if you can get a, a small forward who can shoot threes play D veteran leader good guy blah 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 and he can do everything he's doing on the floor. And you have then to have gotten him, you assume a first and second round pick. Come on, Brian. Yeah. Come on. No. I'm so excited. Dude, there was a lot there. I mean, there's a, you know, he's he had a fadeaway J in there at one point. He, he dribbled drive stuff. I mean, like things that I just did not associate with Damari Carroll. Um, right. You know, and, and that was on me. That's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah, really. it, it is your fault. <laughs> um, what are some other notes from 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 the base? So, I mean, spent. I well, do, we, do you want do you want to reprise your Yogi Ferrell, Spencer uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dinwiddie, um, hate fest? What was I that? was tempted to tweet. You know, like who? <clears throat> That's an Apollo Yogi? tweet right there. Apollo tweet. Oh, why you fail. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Yes, I apologize. Mm -hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie is a better player than Yogi Ferrell. Yeah. That's on the board there. Uh, um, lock it in. And so, like, what do we do with, with Spencer Dinwiddie? I'm not saying, like, he supplants D'Angelo, but do you, do you play him more in concert with D'Angelo and sort of – does his minutes basically equal – Karis Verts and everyone else. After well, this so let me. Performance. I think I think it occurred to me the 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 grander scheme. I think, and this will fall under what, a little bit what we're talking about here. Um, so we are like surviving right now a like poo storm of our two best players being injured. I mean, D'Angelo doesn't seem like that's like super serious, but still, it you know it, if it ever happens again, this is this is what the team will look like when it happens, which yeah. on paper is a disaster. But what's interesting about 
Surviving the Pooh Storm this year v last year when we just could not do it was that the alternative to playing the motion basketball there, or the, the pick and roll basketball that we were playing with Brooke Lopez and Jeremy Lin, there is no plan B to just like feed Brooke Lopez the ball. Like it's not like his team anymore, you know? Everyone, there's no plan B basically. Like plan A is the only plan that we have. It's just lesser versions of it, you know? As, Do you as mean this season? This season versus last season. So that's like, a good point. So like there's no, there's no other thing but to just keep doing the same strategy with different players which i think really anneals the strategy it really like it it just makes it it like it's the only thing we can possibly do so um players don't deviate. in a good way almost. In the, yeah, yeah well it just like it just um how to, how to say it like it just makes it more concrete in their minds that like this is the only way we're going to be able to play basketball right. this is the system yeah. and you're not relying on you know, it's be, it'd be like a baseball team basically relying on home runs, and if right. you can't hit home runs, you're not going to score runs. That's what they were last year when when the team was going to rely on Lynn and Lopez. Yeah, this year they're stealing bases, putting down right. bunts. We're going to continue out this analogy. You yeah, know? this they're is doing good. The little things. <laughs> LeBron talked about it about how the Nets, you know, are playing free, free of mm -hmm. mind. I think was the quote that he said. Free is that what he said? I think he said free of mind, which is sort of a beautiful thing. I, I'm gonna have to sample that because I don't think he's free of mind because he looked at. So I there's some like I've seen some stuff online from Cavs fans being saying like, oh Wade was hurt, Rose was hurt, and of course Isaiah Thomas isn't on the team yet. So how can you really judge this team? And that's fine. Yeah, but uh, Kevin Love was still out there. Kevin Love looked bad i mean i know he hit like a couple of shots but you would think that if he's the only other actually good player on the floor with lebron that he would step up i don't know if he has the step up gene anymore well yeah well so that's the thing like <clears throat> that those were our excuses forever like oh ever like Dar darren williams is hurt so what can you expect of us or anything and now we're one of those i mean potentially this obviously it's way too early but like you know the reason why everyone's so annoyed by the Spurs is that they just insert Corey Joseph or whoever it is. And they're amazing. Ooh, still, please bring up, please <laughs> compare the nets to the Spurs. No, but like I, my just, interest is peaked, <laughs> but like, just like, you know, we can insert Spencer Dinwiddie for D'Angelo Russell because it's, you know, it's the system. Like, I don't know. It's like, obviously to a lesser effect than the Spurs. But the point is that you can insert Corey Joseph for Tony Parker. I mean, you could do that in a playoff game and still win. DeJounte Murray. Uh, <laughs> Joe Harris for Alan Crabb. Joe Harris had a nice tiny little game. You know, eleven points, three, three. three Joe Harris is getting feisty with uh, Kyle Korver too. He's like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming yeah, up in this league. Kyle. There's, there's, there's that corner. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to label it, but white guys who can only do every, only can shoot. That's the one. That's the corner. And JJ Redick, I don't really know where he's at at this point. He's given up on it. He's yeah, like, he's like, guys, I got twenty five million dollars. <laughs> like, I'm actually six four, so you guys, like, you guys have it. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. By the way, they they could make a really interesting trade, which which maybe could be discussed later. But um, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into trades. Trades. All right, I'll say it right now. Uh, the Lakers need to get rid of Luau Dang uh, if they really believe they're going to get LeBron James. The the Sixers have JJ Redick to give them for Brandon Ingram, Luau Dang, and the Sixers give something else, and basically the Sixers would be getting. This is a trade that doesn't even involve the Nets. I know. Get out of here. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too much. Brian. Trades. Um, other big moments. That Rondé, so Rondé's stat line looks, it's okay. It's not amazing. Uh, we were kind of joking about how people are talking how his three-point form is yeah. 
It's all fixed. It's all fixed up. It's beautiful now. It's no, not, it's not. Though. <laughs> but it's fine. I know it's good. I mean, it went in, so that's good. But like, um, it yeah, the, people were immediately rushing in to say, um, like, wow, so smooth. Mm, no, the, those type of people are the people that are are not actually watching what happens. They see the result, but they don't see the process that leads mm, to the result. Mm. I'm not like bagging his his shooting form. It's not terrible, but it, well, hey, it is pretty much hey, terrible. Went in, went in. It, it, it's yeah. pretty much terrible. It, it'll it'll cease being uh, okay once it stops going in. But it's incredible because we saw him when he when he was drafted by the Nets. It was athletic dude who can't shoot. Can he be the next Kawhi Leonard? Then he comes in the league. And is kind of interesting, and then has a real shallow, like a real, not shallow point, but a real lull, a real downward slope, where people are saying, is he even someone that should be on the team at all? Mm -hmm. And now he's had this tremendous confidence. He made so many plays last night that, you know, outside the box score of plays, just defense, sort of getting his hands on balls, like knocking away passes. He wasn't getting steals, but he was disrupting the other team's offense. Um he played fantastic. He had two of two for three, which is just incredible. He's well on his way to being one of the more unique players in basketball. Like I don't yes. know, like if there is a good comparison, a ready comparison for what he could turn into. Well, it's still the Gerald Wallace type, right? Yeah, but even but a still, little more guard skilled. Yeah, Gerald exactly. Wallace, it's like right? a um, I don't even know because like Gerald Wallace. I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But like he, I don't think he ever had like turnaround baseline J's. Like that's not a yeah. Gerald Wallace thing. It's so funny that that's the play that he can yeah. he can do. <laughs> Um, where like Trevor Booker has sort of like the turn in towards the hoop yeah. and get it up right away. Uh, Rondé is the turnaround jumper. The, the it's just Rondé also plays like more below the rim in the half court than than I you're, you'd think. Like he's not like a like you like you would think of him as like a high flying above the rim guy. Not really. No, not finishes at all. below the rim more often than not. You know? I, I mean, I'm just trying to like go back through the catalog of like has he had alley oops his way? Right. That's uh, really not his game. Its game is sort of like the quick movements, uh, eight feet away from the hoop, where he hopefully gets open, or the turnaround yeah. jumper, or then the hustle plays. And to be honest, the hustle plays are equaling up to 18 points a game or whatever he's averaging. I mean, yeah. he's playing pretty well. Um, Spencer, again, I gotta, I want to go back to Spencer Didwood. You just real quick, it's. When D'Angelo was when it was found out, so we'll do in full honesty. Mm-hmm. I did not watch the game live, not because D'Angelo was hurt, but but that was part of the reason. I'm I went sh- to I'm dinner with my head hard. I went to dinner here. with my wife and another couple. We got sixty five dollar lasagna. It was delicious. Um, but when you heard D'Angelo was out of the game, Brian, you you would think that it's. Yeah, the game. I was not, not excited for that game going going into it. I was excited going into it until that injury, right? Right, and then you're like, oh well, meh. meh. And then we like I <clears throat> watch it go to like, you know, uh, Cavs up ten in the first like three minutes. It was like great, yeah, great. This is yeah, this is why be... this win is so um, just infectiously positive. Like it was bad all the way through. We came. Uh, we we went up ten after being down ten against the Cavs, which is something that's difficult. But then you still in my heart, I was like, "This isn't gonna last." Like, let's enjoy this for a minute. But and you had the rush back from the Cavaliers. rush back. I'm like, here it is. Okay, this is happening. Weird calls by the referees. This that- is this has been a the worst season. Like, I know that they do like the first couple of weeks of the season. Like, they're just like really aggressive with like we got to like crack down on these totally inane things that we decide we had to crack down on this season which is the traveling like the stupid like non ineffective travel at the top of the key that everybody does and it doesn't really matter 
Like it doesn't matter. Stop yeah. calling that. It, so it doesn't. It, it actually does. It, there's really zero effect yeah. on the play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, they've just been like really. I would love to see a year over year. Um, like uh, I, I just feel like there's so many more calls like this year than last year. It just feels like they're just really. I don't know. Well, well, and it's like the fact that I don't really understand why. I understand why superstars get the benefit of the doubt Dude. because they do amazing things on he the court. Even, you can't even go out of bounds on LeBron James without them reviewing it every time. I, I swear that when it was at the end of the game when they had, I think it was, what was it, him and Booker when they had the tip play out yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And and LeBron, this was right at the end of the game where LeBron was totally shocked that they called it against him after the review. I thought they were just going to give it to the Cavs just because yeah. they were so conditioned to give the Cavs every benefit of the doubt yeah. on every single play. He's even play. given him, himself the benefit. He's like, oh, yeah, that's – What was that? What was it? Like uh, four minutes left in the game or three minutes left, whatever, when LeBron drove to the hoop and just knocked over Rondé yeah. Hollis, just <laughs> threw him to the ground. Flung him into the first row. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I understand that there's a certain amount of co-contact that happens, yeah. but that was like a blatant yeah. – just call the foul, man. Yeah. You, can't let, you can't let a guy who's 6'9", 250 – then get that type of advantage. Yeah. Um, and then they walked. I, I mean, it was just like when they when he turns out yes, and, and, yeah. and leaves it's the ball so and walks out. Mm, God, That's that the, was like you got every benefit. You thought you didn't and you did. And then you were a little like baby boy. Baby. Little baby boy. Don't give him a baby boy on it. You're just a baby boy. You don't know any better. He so literally, good. but he does know better. Yeah. He but does. he does know better. Um, um, well, speaking of which, that actually parlays perfectly into one of our voicemails from our good friend. Hank Schley! Thank you, Hank, uh, for reaching out. Here's his uh, voicemail. Hey, this is Hank in Jersey, and I just first I just wanted to say LeBron is very good at basketball and a terrifying opponent. It was great to see that the Nets kept him annoyed and angry all game and could still pull out the win. That was great. Booker and Carroll's their grit and just making those small plays I love and that one play where Mozgov drove and the ball kicked all the way around and got to RHJ for the three that was great because that guy's his shot was so broken when he came to the team and seeing him just nail a three with confidence oh so good confidence yes yes (laughs) I do remember that play too that that was uh, brilliant thank you that was was a perfect by the way if anyone wants to see how it's done yeah that's how it's done. That that's, is that is the, voice the archetype of the voicemail. That that's what we, we want. want. Yeah. If you're gonna give us comments, that's how it's done. If you're gonna give us questions, we'll yeah. figure that out. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yes, agreed on all points. And I, I mean, too. So just piggybacking on the LeBron James, he was perturbed the entire game. Um, well, like a Ian Eagle called it out that he said he looked like. He, he had an angry face the entire yeah. game, and then Sarah Kustak said, yeah, he looks like the red face angry emoji. Yeah. And that is correct. What is going on here? They, uh, they're they doing construction on our building mm. that they're lying to us about. Oh. You don't even want to know. Classic. A classic NYC story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we were told that they're uh, shoring up our, we have like small balconies, and I don't, because I don't want to brag about my balcony. It's a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is that bragging? Just saying that you have one? Yeah. In yeah. New York, it okay. is, right? Isn't sure, it? sure. Um, uh, and we have, I think, now found out via different sources that they are redoing a lot of our building and going to be here for a lot longer. Mm. And it scares Georgie. It scares my dog. My dog's terrified to be out here. She actually breaks out of that gate. There's a gate. Georgie's in the living room. And Georgie has figured out a way to break out of the gate and get into our bedroom and just sleep in our bed. 
Wow. Which is smart which dog. Is kind of adorable. Smart dog. You know, I'm not that mad. I'm not I don't I'm not gonna be I'm the kind of parent who's not mad at if you're outsmart me. If you outsmart me, what am I gonna how can I be mad about that? Mm. You know? Good for you. Good on you, kid. Mm-hmm. Anyways, speaking of outsmarting, Spencer Dinwiddie, smart guy, was on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you even have anything to say or you just wanted to Yeah, I just wanted to bring it back to the nets. <laughs> Should I go to the next caller? Please do. Um oh no, I went out of the app. Brian. Oh, By the God. way, I, again, I just want to remind people, we did talk to Spencer Dinwiddie this year, <laughs> and uh, now he has beaten the Cavs. Do you think so I just want to tell anyone who maybe is listening who's associated with the Nets that if people come on our podcast, they end up beating world champions. True. Next up, Cheer Boy. Devin! Just Devin. Um, I like those these guys that are uh, sensitive to their... You don't want to get internet famous overnight and, and lose your lose your identity. Um, here, here we go, Devin. Yo, what's up, Blue Guys? This is Devin. Uh, live in L.A. Have Laker fan, have Nets fan now that D'Lo has been traded. Um, so with the Nets winning against the Cavs without Russell, without Lynn, do you think the Cavs should consider trading that Nets pick for a star or whatever they can get? Oh, All right, thanks. right up my alley, right up my alley. That is a, that is a perfect my question. They should not. And thanks, thanks to Hank, thanks to Devin, thanks to everybody that hit us up with voicemails. Love you guys. Netspot at gmail Get them in there. We're hooked on them now. We're addicted. I love it. Um, they should not. It makes no sense. Who are you gonna get? Well, so that's the one question. Who are you gonna get? Um, it's not. I mean, one any trade you make, you have to match salaries. The Cavs have a lot of guys that they can obviously send out. J.R. Smith, Amon Schumpert, attached with that first-round pick. There's just not a lot out there. Well, here's here's implicit in that in that question is, are the Nets actually as good as they seem right now? That's the big, you know, because it's like, where where does this value fall? Because right now, you, you're sure. kind of putting, putting miles on a used car right what now. What do you say? Uh, <clears throat> like, I think my 36 wins prediction is looking pretty good right now. That's I think that, I think that is... Basically right. What did I say? I said thirty-four. You said thirty-four. Well, you wanted to. You've been. You've been a little bit weasley with this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not a person who actually remembers <laughs> what I said. You confidently said thirty-four this time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah now I feel better about that. Yeah. Um, what I do think is that it's almost a guarantee that they will not be, barring massive amount of injury, that they will not be an embarrassment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we understand that one, there's like five much more embarrassing teams out there in the league. Yeah. There is also um there is talent on this team. It's not like I know we're crediting the Kenny Atkinson system and the way that they're playing, but there is talent. Like Damari Carroll is playing like he played in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, a legit starter, a plus starter in the league. Not like amazing, but let's say a B. Um D'Angelo looks fantastic and i'm getting more and more excited every time i watch him play i you know i think i think basically they're a 500 team that's going to lose five to six games putting them around your number and my number just because they still don't have like there's still going to be a couple of games where they face teams that have just like toronto that's two guys that know exactly what they got to do to win games and the nets don't quite know what they're doing I mean, we, we, you know, we sort of talked about this. That's why this win was also big because it was the 10 points down in the beginning, 10 points up, mm-hmm. seesaw, <clears throat> back even. The Cavs threw a lot of punches at the end to get back, get the lead. And then the Nets 
counterpunched and won the game. Mm-hmm. That was them winning the game. They the Nets even survived a five second call, a five second call which you never see. Mm-hmm. You just don't see that in the, I the mean, fastest five seconds of all time yeah. because LeBron James is guarding the inbound pass. Come on, I see through. Please, this. I see right through this. Conspiracy theories abound. Not even that's a, just a, a that's just that's fact. a fact. <laughs> that's fact. Um, fact or conspiracy theory? New game. Um, by the way, the JFK files I think are going to be released. They're today. coming out, right? Are you so excited? Is that is that? Are you How crazy is that? It? No, it's yeah. It's supposed Trump, to be Trump, uh, the president. I shouldn't yeah. just go. Uh, Trumpy is uh, tweeting about it. It's so great. Exciting. Anyways, um, what were we gonna say? So yeah, I mean, De- I, Devin, I, a Lakers Nets fan, also has seen a lot of uh, Lakers slash Nets fans all of a sudden. D Lo has D-Lo has, has a fan base. Yeah, for sure. That he's bringing around with him. I, if I'm the Cavs, if the, I'm the Cavs, I still just hold on to it. Unless there's some like Boogie Cousins, unless if you can go to the Pelicans and say, "Give me Boogie Cousins and just like really blow this whole thing up." Do you think? I mean, I don't know how much it's worth right now. Like, I think the we, we've we've uh, I mean we've put the league on notice a bit here, Mike, with with regards to that pick. Um, I don't know how do, much value it actually ultimately will okay, have. Okay, let's do this exercise. It's going to take me a couple seconds to pull this up. All right. In this the meantime, is, do you want me to read another thing or? Um, how long no, no, no. It, it's it'll not be that fine. Long, not it's that just long. NBA standings. When you, when you put it into Google, what happens? The the, the standings pop up, oh, and then God. you click on the standings. Oh. So then, then what I'm going to then do is kind of go through the standings right here. Off Google. Off Google. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm going to list teams that have worse records than the Nets overall in the league. Not all mm-hmm. of them, but some of them. And you tell me if you think the Nets are better or worse than this team. Okay. okay? And then we're going to add that up. Fun game. And that's the pick. So the first, I'm going to start in the West. And Dallas is one and four. Well, I think it's about even. really banged up. I mean, it's hard to. Yeah. Everyone's hurt. New Orleans. I think New Orleans is better than the Nets. Ultimately, they're better than the Nets. New Orleans is just such a weird team. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, I know it's well and like so I, I I tweeted this out yesterday boogie's shooting like 10 threes a game mm-hmm. eight or 10 threes a game which is incredible by the way and you know I said Alan Crabb should 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 shoot 10 threes a game and he did that and they won yeah. so thank you Alan Crabb for listening to me Alan the lobster crab um I do, this that nickname is just so do you, it's, it's funny a classic dad Mike dad joke yeah <laughs> Also, it's fu- follow. Yeah, it's funny. Follow at Nietz on No. Jeez, oh, another good. I can't one. wait to see what you're going to do with this. If you don't get Nietz on No, then I apologize. Um, Apollo tweet. Anyways, uh, the Kings. The Kings are worse than the Nets. Yeah. Uh, Denver's not. Probably not. Utah, maybe. You know what? I haven't watched a single second of Utah basketball this season, so that's they, something I they need just to lost know. to the Suns and only scored eighty four points to the Sun against the Suns. Yeah. Um, Phoenix, yes. Phoenix is is yeah, and maybe the Lakers. Okay, so let's say f- definitely Phoenix and the Kings. I would say in the West are probably worse than the Nets. Knicks, yes, I think so. What do we got? We got three Bulls, Sixers. Now, did Sixers have they won a game yet? Uh, they did. Mm-hmm. They won. They're one and four right now. Yeah. Uh, but the Hawks. So I would say there's, I would say there's at least five to six teams worse than the Nets. Mm-hmm. So that would then put the pick at six or seven. Yeah. And at that point, if it's six or seven, the odds are much worse. And if it's at mm-hmm. six or seven, this is like a potentially a six-player draft. If you're outside the that round, if you're in the Damian Lillard class, as Billy King would say, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a three-player draft. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that pick is not as valuable as yeah. it was. As it was. Um, but it's still valuable and more valuable, I think, to the Cavs because LeBron's leaving. Yeah, yeah you got to keep it. A lot of mileage out of that question. Thanks, Devin. A real uh, yeah. brought the heat. Um, next okay. up is uh, exited the app again. What is going on with my horrible fingers? Um, Cheer boy. Next up, Cheer boy. Zane Nathan. Going all in on these uh, John Cena's because I haven't done haven't done them in a while. You know, yeah, got to air it out once in a while. Hey guys, love the show. Um, just a question: Who do you think is the one player we cannot overcome in terms of depth? We can we probably should be able to overcome Jeremy Lin because of our extreme, I guess, depth at guard. But in my opinion, it would be Demari because he's playing the four, he's playing the three, he's probably the most versatile player. But what do you guys think? Thanks. Interesting question. Um, hmm. So who can we so, I mean, despite the fact that we beat the Cavs without D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, because I think D'Angelo would have been the answer before the game, right? I think he still is. I mean, I, I don't know how sustainable yeah. that offensive effort. I mean, we had to work really, really hard to get to eke out that win. Absolutely. But, but, but again, the system, so there's a good point in that, obviously, that there's a lot of guard depth. I would say it's D'Angelo Russell still. It's still D'Angelo. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, there's nobody that like can alleviate the offensive load like like D'Angelo Russell can. And it wasn't like the Cavs were playing great defense. They they really were pretty poor on defense, even though the, the they Nets thought they were just going to roll out of bed and get that W in Barclays. You could tell. And again, both teams are coming off of a back to back, so I don't want to hear the back to back excuses. I don't want to hear Cavs. any excuses ever for anybody. Yeah, when that, they that was a win. That a- was a win. You have LeBron James on your freaking team. Get it out was, of here. It was more of a win than Aaron Gordon hitting, hitting five for five from three. Yeah. I'll give that excuse. Yeah. Um, that was nonsense. That'll never happen again. Should have won that game, too. We haven't even talked about that. That was a really frustrating one. Yeah, that was a tough one because imagine if they had won that one. and then So here's the whole thing, though. It's like Kenny Atkinson talked about after the game how you kind of lit into the guys for that loss against Orlando, mm-hmm. showed them the loss, and – couple of players had said that motivated them to really focus today or Mm -hmm. focus yesterday against the Cavs so then okay would you rather be in the magic on the road and the loss of the Cavs because you wouldn't have had the exact same energy Mm. no you'd rather you'd rather lose to the magic because what does it matter get to learn your lessons you know you gotta take your lumps you know here and there and the the lesson is more learned by losing to a team you probably should have beaten Mm. and then beating a team you probably should not have beaten yes um, man, we're we're such so wise on this show. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, hire us, Nets. Hire <laughs> us. Um, by the way, next game is against the Knicks on Friday. I think it is. We're recording this on a Thursday. But don't please don't lose to the Knicks. Please don't lose to the. the yeah. That would be, that would not ruin everything you just have built. But it would be. Do you know what the uh, <clears throat> uh, prognosis there is with uh, with um, D'Lo? Yeah, is he going to be playing for that? You don't know. How do you not know? So I, you know, I, you know, I'm a big psychology and injury guy, and like, like okay. some guys can. There's like a certain level of of tolerance of pain a lot of guys could take, and they can accept more pain if they decide that they really <laughs> want to play in a game. D'Lo seems like the type of person that would want to play at the Garden, yeah, and want to be the king of New York, right? Yeah. Um, well, did you know? Here's a little interesting fact for you. Um, people so they did this little study about pain right and pain is all about context you know how much pain you think you're in 
versus not. So like the uh, like statistically, if you're at war and you get shot. Uh, you you require less this. morphine than a civilian who gets shot and has to go to the hospital. They'll ask for more morphine, and that's because it sucks a lot worse to get shot when you're just walking around from work and you're like, I gotta miss time. I gotta I'm be I've been shot. Damn it! Like I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> and when you're at war, it means hey, I get to go home. Like I, there's a lot of positive things that come from getting shot at war. So psychically <laughs> you require less uh painkillers so, how does d'angelo fit into this psychically this is just uh he, he would like to play at the fun, garden um yes exactly exactly yeah. so he'll be in less pain um so yeah so i uh, yeah obviously we'll watch to see if he plays i think even if d'angelo doesn't play they need to beat the the knicks because that this is almost more more than the Cavs game that would be a bigger benchmark for how good they are this season that they would go on the road after a big win and beat a team that's bad. The mm-hmm. Knicks are bad. Chris Stapps is averaging like 20 points, but he's not shooting well. Uh, Tim Hardaway's a joke. Tim Hardaway's like, I think he was like the first player, saw some stat out there that he's like the first player to score a certain amount of points but have like no assists. You know what? There's a really good uh, email from a couple days ago that I should get to that I think I'm going to just just keep talking for a second. About Knicks and Nets? Um, but who you would want to build around? Um, I would say for all you listeners out there, again, I don't want to go too deep again on Damari Carroll, but just look at Damari Carroll's basketball reference. Look at his stats from when he was good in Atlanta and look at them now, and then just see that two-year gap when he was in Toronto. If you eliminate the two-year gap in Toronto, he's the same player. And again, if he's the same player, if he's 3 and D, leader, crusty old dude, making defensive plays. I mean, he was guarding LeBron last night, and it was kind of shocking how much smaller he is than LeBron. LeBron's insane. So I found it. This is also from Devin, the same Devin who gave us that uh, heater. Prepared um, to him? <clears throat> no. Um, uh, the guy the, from the voicemail. Um, what was this question about? I forget now. God. Uh, who, who can't lose, right? Yeah. No. No, that was Zane. Anyways, <clears throat> but Devin is saying, uh, who'd you, who would the Nets, sorry, who would you rather the Nets build around, let's see, theoretically, or just like any franchise? D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, Wiggins, Przingis, Miles Turner, or uh, Ben Simmons? Um, so I had a fight, not a fight, a, a conversation with a Knicks fan, fellow Knicks fan, um, and, uh, sorry, not fellow Knicks fan, I'm not a Knicks fan, get out of here. Um a guy I know who's a Knicks fan, and he was saying you'd be crazy to want D'Angelo Russell over Porzingis uh, to build around. He's like the most franchisable young player right now in the NBA. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think <clears throat> there's two questions there. It's like, do I have a blank slate, Tabula Rasa, like, and I'm Ooh. drafting one or the other? Or is it this Nets team minus D'Angelo plus Porzingis or Devin Booker or whoever well, else? Okay, if it's the 2K fantasy draft... I, so give give me the players again. It was Russell uh, Booker, Wiggins, Porzingis, Simmons, Miles Turner. How about that? How about my short term there? That was beautiful. Yeah. That was exactly right too. I think that was yeah. the list. I think like I think if you give me three months, I'm going to say Simmons. Yeah. Just because he seems to have like the most uh, sort of impact on the overall aspect of the game, right? Where like Porzingis is a lot of potential. He he's a good scorer shoot threes and he's super tall but he's still not in the exact perfect situation where Simmons I feel like could be on any team and sort of figure out what he needs to do. You know what's really dumb is that ESPN Fantasy has uh, Ben Simmons as just a power forward. There's no other position. He's just a power forward. 
which is crazy. Yeah, they, I they mean, need to just get rid of the the stupid positions. You know, well, why it, it should? It, I mean, even if if even if it's just guard, forward, and center, but it would still not be. It still wouldn't re- resemble basketball right. at this point. Because, like, the Nets played Mozgov and Jared Allen last night to combine 26 minutes. Right. That that means, like, half the game they did not have a center on the floor. Like, I mean, the Cavs did not have a center at all. They don't have a center. Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love are not centers. I don't even know who – do they Do they even have anyone on the roster this year that's, like – No. Oh, they the Zizic guy, right? I think Zizic. Oh, yeah, he's somewhere. I don't even know if he played. I don't no. remember him playing all right. that much. Zizic. Um – so you would say D'Angelo of that group? Um, <clears throat> you may be wearing your Nets-colored glasses there, buddy. Well, I mean, who's the other... Like, I watched uh, Wiggins the other night, um, and I was kind of not that impressed, TBH. No. I, know was, I, I haven't watched a ton of him, but I've seen a couple of games. He seems a little like... Um, yeah, he's like, he can waltz in and drop like 20 points on you, and that's basically what he does. Um, but his his energy level, his like... Those like you know horrible intangible leadership quality things that people talk about like they don't seem to be factoring in at all in his mind for sure I mean and this is like kind of we all guilt like a uh, we all like uh, there's some sense of like the stimulus that you're putting into your own body affects what you're thinking and there's an idea with Andrew Wiggins is that he looks enough like a classic wing player and he has the talent of it that he should be able to do the sort of the things that classic wings can do yeah the dude is just He's, like, he's a, like Larry Hughes. He's like a better Larry Hughes. That, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good scorer, but like not a great scorer. Yeah. He can put up stats. He's athletic, but his athleticism doesn't really give you anything. Yeah. He doesn't have the transfer, transferable, whatever, athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am not a, a Wiggins guy at all. But of that group, I still think it would be like, if give Ben Simmons some time, it's going to be Ben Simmons, Porzingis, but then it is D'Angelo Russell. If you put Ben Simmons on this team, though, I think it would be a disaster. Not a disaster. It would be less effective than D'Angelo Russell on this team. This team needs a D'Angelo score. Well, you need a composed than... player. Like everyone is so um, like ragged, you know. And I love that about this team. But you do need like when Spencer Dinwiddie was not in that game last night. Like there was nobody that you could be like, okay, just bring the ball up. Like just, just chill out. Just everyone calm down. Like <laughs> yeah, but I did. I did not dislike. Karis handling the ball. Uh, no, I don't. No, that's true. I think Karis is the only other player who, like, I trust to bring it up. And but even even so, when he gets the ball, he's like, "I'm gonna drive this sucker. Like, yeah. watch out, people." And that's what I want him to do. Yeah, he I mean, I do want him to do that. shooting threes, man. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Uh, everyone who's everyone who's still so high on Karis Levert, please try to be more objective of watching them. Don't get me wrong. I let people keep st- still tweet at me like be like you get, like see like Karis Levert putting you guys like shutting you guys up like dude I am rooting for Karis Levert I like him I like his game there are still problems with it you cannot say that there aren't and it's just that I'm like we're just talking about it we're just talking about the problems that's it that's all there is to it he can't shoot I'm not saying that he's not going to work him way work his way out of those problems I think he can I think he will no legs can't shoot yes but the problem is he has no legs and he, and can't, he can't shoot and he'll never shoot and he'll be terrible forever no he'll that's always not, be a bad player that's not what we're saying I'm mean, not even saying he's bad now but he's super dynamic I mean like he he's um, he had a couple of really nice drives to the hoop that, that went in during the game yeah and he and, had a, a bunch of really dumb jump shots that didn't go in and it looks like you can't Obviously, it's, you can't tell a player not to take outside shots because the minute they just totally stop doing that, yeah. that progression ends and teams just totally slough off of them. Yeah. I was really encouraged to see uh, Hollis Jefferson make those threes last night, take them at all, because I don't think he's taken a three yet this season. Like, he's just like, try to sneak that in. Yeah. 
I mean, I do understand. I think this is kind of a guiding path that Atkinson has laid out. If you're open from three, take it. Mm-hmm. If you're just like wide open, Quincy AC does that all the time. Quincy, yeah. there was a point at the end of the game where AC was in when they were passing the ball around the perimeter, like kind of quickly, and AC was open. It was like a crucial possession at the end of the game. I forget what minute it was. There was like a half a second. I think everyone on the floor was thinking, Quincy, don't you dare shoot this ball. We all love you. Great beard. Do not shoot this ball. Yeah. And then he passed it out to Carol or Rondé in the corner, and that person made the shot, so thank mm-hmm. God. But um, or it was Crab, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, man. Let's go Nets. Next up. Cheer boy. Friend of the show, Lou Estevez. He's getting fans of his own. We got to watch our backs with Lou. Like on, people are hitting us up about Lou Estevez. Um, anyways, what this one's going to come in hot. So let me t- turn the volume down a little bit. Woo! <laughs> comes in, comes uh, in hot. I, I just can't believe what I just saw. The Cavs. Oh my God, this is amazing. I'm sure there will be an emergency pod. Oh God, sorry. Uh, this is uh, Lou Estevez. Uh, oh, this is just unfettered I'm enthusiasm. So um, just uh, no question. Just a message over to you guys. Just so friggin' excited. That was amazing. Dinwiddie, are you kidding me with that three? Looking like Curry. Oh, my like God. Louis Estevez. I'm so happy. Uh, I thought Crab was going to go nuts and maybe win that way. But oh, I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic. I'm looking forward to the emergency pod, emergency victory pod. Yeah. Uh, if it comes out, if not, um, uh, just want to say, <laughs> if not, yeah. I'm so excited. This is this. The, uh, this is good. I, we would never be this close. This right, I'm going to cut you off here, but last year, so I'm, I'm so, and this is without Dilo. I'm just, I'm, I'm beyond myself. The, just wanted to give you guys a shout out and say. Uh, uh, All right, love you, Lou. Love uh, you, Lou. Wow, what a victory! Um, <laughs> I just wanted to get. So I feel like Lou Estevez represents the emotional um, center point of this franchise, and <laughs> I just I just got to give him some. <laughs> he is the heart and soul of this pod and of of this team. Um, so just got to give him his his respects, basically. You know. Yeah, I was pretty jacked up last night. I was trying to do some videos where I was yelling into my phone, and I was going to send them out, but it was just like, it's I just little, look like a belligerent yeah. a-hole. <laughs> you just have lasagna all over your face. And oh, they, so good it's lasagna. Like, <laughs> it, it's a mix of veal and pork. Bougie, I'm you. bougie oh, lasagna all over your oh, face. Oh, so bougie. <laughs> made me so mad. And then one of the well, the couple we were with, the the wife of you know the other wife, uh, I have two wives, the other wife, mm-hmm. um, they gave her like a... How many ounces of wine should you pour into a cup? Something like six or something, whatever the standard is? Sure. Three ounces. <laughs> so you complained? No. Yeah. Oh, do you know me? You know, I can barely can order from a menu. I'm were so they, um, were, did they, of like so it was talked about, people. they were like, so this experience was affected by that, by that, uh, yes. that weak wrist? Did they do the joke where it's like, what do you got, a, a wrist injury? What do you, what do you get? A, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, that's Who an do old, you eat dinner with? That's an old dad. That's like a... The country club guy joke or something. Uh, uh, I can't wait yeah. to get there. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Hey, let's tie a bow on this, Mike. So they play the Knicks coming up. Um, do they beat the Knicks? Hell yeah, we beat the Knicks. Come on, boy. The Knicks are back. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, my. F- <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry. God. Uh, um, um, okay, with that in mind.
Yeah, the Nets are back, man. Big win. So glad that all of you guys could listen to the emergency victory pod. After every win, we will do a pod. No. But um, that was a big win. Big and, win. And it will only sustain itself if they beat the Knicks and keep winning games, um, and which we will talk about. Next Where do you find us? Netsdaily.com. BK at BK Glue Guys. Glue Glue. All right. At BK Glue Guys. So you think what I do is easy. No. no I, I've never said that in my life. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, almightyballer.com. Radio.com slash TV. That's not anything. That's not a thing. So, yeah. Anyways, five-star reviews, please. Pretty please. It super helps the show. It's it's a very, you know, it's a cheap and easy way to do, uh, to support the show. So, anyways, um, Mike, take us out. Hey, you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. All right. Bye. <laughs>